Hey everyone, welcome to episode 30. Thank you for joining me today. I'm here today to pause and reflect and to celebrate and honor you, the listeners, and of course, all the students and experts who have joined us on this journey the past nine months. You know, when I set out to create this podcast, I had the intention of helping young adults use their college experience as a laboratory for learning how to be more self-aware, to find what they're passionate about, and pursue life courageously. And in these past nine months, I've had the honor of interviewing dozens of young adults, sharing how each of them is doing just that, growing in self-awareness, finding and pursuing their passions, and doing it fearlessly with the hope of inspiring our listeners. So on this episode, I'm looking forward to reflecting back on some great moments of learning and highlighting a few of our guests so far and sharing those with you. There's a few common themes I want you to look out for that I believe are keys to authentic success, and I want to highlight them for you in this week's episode. So we'll be talking about self-awareness, passion, and courage. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ceresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students, you'll get tips from experts, and occasionally you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself, find your purpose, find your people, and pursue you fearlessly. So we start with self-awareness. You know, I believe self-awareness is the key to authentic and lasting success in life, personally and professionally. This is a foundational and fundamental skill to creating success in a life you truly love. I mean, think about it. How can you create what you want without really knowing what you want? It sounds incredibly obvious, but the truth is 99% of us are unaware 99% of the time. So do you think you're truly self-aware? And what does it mean to be self-aware? To be self-aware is simply a state of being conscious of oneself. All right, so what does it mean to be conscious? To be conscious simply means to be awake. So what I'm interested in talking about is how to use your life experience to practice being self-aware. You know, self-awareness is not really a linear thing like math or reading. Cultivating self-awareness is a lot like building a muscle. We go to the gym regularly to build muscles in our body. To grow in self-awareness also takes regular practice, which is why we like to emphasize mindfulness practices. But why is it so important to be self-aware? Because if we're not making decisions consciously with our full awareness, we're less likely to create the outcomes we truly want. So many of our students are practicing self-awareness to support them on their journey. You know, on episode 26, Marco shares with us how at just 15 years old, he became aware that film was his true passion and what he most wanted to study despite coming from a family of scientists. It was a struggle for him to face this and wake up to it and be aware of this passion he had for film. But once he did, he was able to free himself 
to set himself up for success in high school and create the opportunities to have the college experience he most wanted. And on episode seven, Lucy Hartman shares how she came to realize that leaving school was the right and best decision for her. And she'd been ignoring all the signs for almost two years, but when she finally woke up and admitted to herself that what she really wanted wasn't in school, despite the fact that she loved her school and loved her friends and loved her community, she was free to leave and pursue her real passions. And even on episode 14 with Trey, he knew almost immediately that the school he chose was not right for him and he needed to transfer. And I really like this clip from episode 20 with Lilia. She confesses how guilt almost got in the way of making a decision that was in her best interest. Listen in as we talk about how she made her decision to quit rowing and what she learned from it. So I joined um, rowing for a bit and then um, just to like try it out, I wanted to see like how it would kind of bring, like having the practice to like help me prioritize like work and like practice and like my time. It's just like having too much time was um, kind of toxic for me because Uh I like almost had too much time to be like procrastinating and it just got me into bad habits. Um, So I joined the crew team and then um, I did it for a while. And then like, I really, really, really wanted to love it. But, and I love the sport itself. I was just like the environment on like Skidmore's crew team was not great. It's highly competitive crew. Very competitive. It's very competitive, but also I didn't agree with a lot of what the coach believed in and kind of like what he, um, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like complicated. He was just not a very like supportive person. And he also had a lot of like personal views that I didn't agree with. Um, so I just like didn't want to be an athlete for him, but it was just kind of like a thing that I had to like maneuver on my own. And I think that's like the first time I've kind of like made those big decisions for myself um, without, I don't know, like consulting my parents and asking for their guidance and like getting their permission because like crew as a sport, like I wanted to do it and I really like the idea of it, but it's not something that I've like done my entire life. I wanted to get started with it. And it was something that like, like when I was like quitting it, I felt really guilty, but I also like realized that like it was for the better that I was kind of like moving forward and not doing it. Like it was something that I tried, I enjoyed for a bit and then I realized that it wasn't right for me. So like now I'm pursuing other opportunities in my life that could be more productive to like bringing positivity in my life rather than negativity. Yeah. Say yeah. more about the guilt. Why did you, you mentioned you felt guilty when you quit? Yeah. Um, what was that about? I think like, like growing up, my parents have always been like very like, like when you do something you want to follow it through like finish it through at least like try to like if you try it and you don't like it like at least try to like you know give it a second chance like you I don't know like all this kind of stuff and it was like um I think a lot of the guilt just came from the idea of quitting and I don't like quitting things I like finishing things through and like um I think that was like the main part of it though just like the idea that I was quitting something that I started on my own and like it was almost like letting myself down but I realized that I would really be doing something better for my own well-being by giving it up 
You know, I really like this example from Lilia. It seems like a small decision to most of us. It's just rowing, right? But it is these smaller decisions that are the building blocks for our learning and building that self-awareness muscle. Just like a baby learning to walk, it happens gradually. And the more we practice, the better we get. You see, self-awareness is a key leadership skill. And the more self-aware we are, the closer and closer we become to our own happiness and success. Okay, let's move on to passion. I've heard from so many students who want to know how to find their passion, wondering whether or not pursuing a passion even makes sense as a career choice, and worrying that you can't possibly have both. Urban Dictionary defines passion as when you put more energy into something than is required to do it. It is more than just enthusiasm or excitement. Passion is ambition that is materialized into action to put as much heart, mind, body, and soul into something as possible. I'm so excited to celebrate all of our guests who are out there taking risks to pursue their passions. So many of us don't pursue what we're most passionate about because the risk is just too great. We'd much rather fail at something we don't care about than fail at something we're deeply passionate about. Another great nugget from Marco. This is one way we really keep ourselves safe from disappointment. The fear of failing at what you love is far more risky and therefore far much scarier to pursue. So here's the deal. Passion is the fuel for your success. When you wake up to your passion and follow it, I believe you'll succeed no matter what. So many of our guests are filled with passion. And if you've not yet listened to episode 28 with Shaina Safar, take a listen. Shaina's passion for changing the world by creating impact everywhere she goes is palpable and contagious. She's driven, she's empowered, she makes no excuses, and she's going to change the world. I just know it. And I love talking about Lucy on episode seven. She chose to foul her passion to pursue acting rather than finish a traditional four-year degree, reminding us all that the answers may not be in school. And on episode 10, Olivia talks about choosing passion over practical when she had to decide which school to choose. Even on episode 28, Nick Che talks about the struggle to balance both his passion for visual arts while majoring in economics, a field he thinks will be supportive to him no matter what career choice he makes in life. And Sarah Weiner on episode 12 simply reminds us that it's hard to be committed to things if you don't enjoy them. On this next clip, you get a sneak peek to next week's episode with Jasmine Kay. Jasmine's passion lies in empowering others. And here she talks about why she believes she is so empowered at such a young age and why she's encouraging you not to wait till you grow up to pursue your passion. (laughs) I'm embarrassed to be me. This girl's like happening. (laughs) Thank you so much. You have, girl, got a lot going on, and I can't wait to dig in, and I'm just looking at some more of my notes, um, and dig in and learn more about you. Um, I mean, you're barely 20, and (laughs) you've done all this. So part of me is wondering like, what's left? What's next (laughs) for her? So uh, my first question really is, um, yeah, where's all this ambition 
coming from? Yeah. Um, so I grew up with two parents that were activists. So when I was younger, like even on like the preschool playground, people would be like, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And people would say like doctors or like veterinarians or like whatever, you know, the next American Idol, whatever you would say as a preschooler. Um, I always just said that I wanted to help people because that was kind of what was modeled to me because both my parents work, my mom works in women's rights, my dad works in environmental advocacy. So from a young age, like that was always just what was taught to me was that your purpose in life is to help others and to help make the world around you just a better place in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've always said that a lot of, you know, what I think I've been able to do is because I really just follow that passion and follow this idea that, um, you're the, the highest thing that you've been doing as a person, as a citizen, as a friend, or as a leader is just trying to empower others around you. Um, and so I've been fortunate to work for some amazing different like places and organizations. Um, but truly, uh, when I think about what comes next, which is a question that I think a lot of college students get and that I've been thinking about, I've always really trusted my gut and this idea about, um, how is it that I can, you know, I, I measure what I'm able to do by the, how many lives I'm able to impact or even just what can I do that is able to make someone's <laughs> um, life or just a little bit better or feel more empowered because especially working with young people, um, I think that we are continually, you know, told to wait. Um, that's something that I think a lot of young people hear all the time is to wait until you're older. Even that first statement that like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And we don't realize that like, you're still a person when you're young and you have so many ideas and they're so valued. So I think that um, one of the biggest lessons that I learned and I try and teach other people is that like you are not defined by your age. It's, I think it's an asset, not a liability in any way. Um, and that we need young people just to go, go after um, some of those things that they care about because young people care a lot about a lot of different things. Well, whew, there's so much in there that I can jump on. <laughs> um, the first thing that I really caught myself um, latching onto was when you said, um, that you followed your passion and that your passion is empowering others, you know? Yeah. And what I know is that our ability to empower others is limited by our ability to be in our own power. Yeah. And it sounds to me like you really have gotten to a place at a very early time in your life to really stand in your power. And so I guess the question I want to ask is, where do you think, I can hear the question going, she's going to not know what I'm asking, but I'm going to say <laughs> it. I'm just going to say it. Where do you think you got permission to be in your power or to be empowered? Yeah. Do you understand that question? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that I'm incredibly fortunate that I get draw a lot of inspiration from my mom. Um, so my mother, she runs a women's organization called feminist.com and she's just been a, a, the epitome to me of what it means to be a strong female role model. So growing up, um, you know, when there was like different things that are going on in life, whether it was like being bullied in high school or like just dealing with things like my mom always taught at a really young age that like, you're just going to be you and like, no matter what you do. And even I think there's something that can even be scary about being an empowered student when there's so many different, you know, like you're just so impressionable as a young person. But I, I my mom really taught me at a young age that, you know, being you is the highest thing that you can do. And while other people can, you know, figure out, and it's so normal to be out there. And I, I mean, definitely I've been susceptible at certain points to different pressures, but um, I was just really fortunate to be able to have someone who um, really taught me at a really young age that, 
um, being you and being confident in who you are is one of the highest things that you can do. Um, and that, that's something that you should try and share and spread with other people because, you know, not everyone is able to have, you know, a mom like I did that was able to teach me that lesson. So I've also made it kind of my prerogative to also almost be that mother figure to other some of my peers and other young people um, because I think it's something that a lot of people sometimes you just need the reaffirmation that it's okay um, to just fully you know be yourself and to feel like um, what you're doing is okay and it's valid and worthy. You know we all struggle with how to find the balance between pursuing our passion and making a good career choice. It really doesn't matter if your passion is art, science, business, politics, medicine, sports, the climate, gardening, whatever it is. All that matters is that you find it and pursue it fully and unapologetically. Let your heart lead you. Okay, so first we become aware, then we open to our passion. But without courage, well, nothing happens without courage. Courage is simply the ability to do something that you really want to do, even if it scares you. Each one of our guests has demonstrated incredible courage just by being willing to be on the show, reveal themselves fully and honestly, and share their journey here with us. But aside from that, they're practicing being brave in their everyday life. On episode five, I remember talking with Robert about how afraid he was to stand up in the security line to make sure he didn't miss his flight and how this was an analogy for standing up to everyone in his life when choosing to take a gap year rather than going right off to college after high school. Or Olivia on episode 10 when she chose to take on big debt to follow her passions rather than take the safe and predictable path. How about Lucy having the courage to confess to her mom that she needed to quit college and pursue an acting career her way? Or on episode 13, Sydney DeCaro pushes past her fear of traveling abroad alone, not knowing anyone, not knowing the culture, the language. And instead, she pushed past that and had a transformational experience in Spain. And even Shannon Flynn shares vulnerably about the sudden death of her father sophomore year in high school and how, as a junior in college, she chose to shut off her social media for a year and then challenge herself to post the good and the bad and the ugly when she hopped back into it. Then there was Lilia, who had the courage to shift her major to anthropology after years of preparing to study neuroscience and risk something she'd been dreaming about for a long time and disappointing her parents. And last, but certainly not least, Emery Bergman, who was our first guest on the podcast, sharing about how scary it was to share her visual diary like it was almost torture for her. Listen in as we talk about it here, her story of loneliness during her first semester and how she overcame that. Um, you, you made this video and you have like 230 thousand views that's amazing did you know oh my gosh no idea <laughs> it was like I had made the video for a school project it was homework um and basically I had just put it on YouTube because it didn't fit on a flash drive and I had no intention of anyone else seeing it but my teacher and possibly my class for critique um because I'm a fine arts major and um, it was just 
a little horrifying at first because there's like a whole minute of me dancing on that video. <laughs> knowing that that many people have seen it is a little, you know, frightening. But um, yeah, the feedback has been really great. So in the end, it really just made me happy that, you know, what it stood for came through and that a lot of people resonated with it so many people resonated with it because I haven't had a chance yet to read through all the comments, but you got so many comments on. Oh yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Some of them were critiques actually, which is fine. I am a very open person to that. Um, but a lot of it was just, yeah. Hi, I'm a college freshman and I connect with this a lot. And like seeing that, you know, really gave me a sense of closure in the fact that like the way I was feeling wasn't unusual. Um, so it was just all the comments. I had tons of emails and like, I actually had a bunch of people from colleges, like administrators and stuff, reach out to me and said, Hey, thank you for your video. We think it speaks really true to the freshman experience. So hearing all of that just made me personally feel so much better about, you know, having a rough first semester. Um, and it just, it really did mean a lot. So it was really crazy though <laughs> the amount well, how widespread I, it got i'm really appreciating now hearing this from you around how it accidentally went viral right you weren't intending it like the series of events that led to it it not really fitting in your flash drive so you had to upload it to youtube and i love how the universe is sort of at work you know behind the scenes sort of um mm -hmm. you know getting it out there into the world because i make up that you might not have voluntarily done that Definitely not. I'm not crazy about showing people my artwork. Um, I'm very critical of myself and like my work and so and also especially that video for me came from like a very vulnerable place. Like I made that video um, knowing that um, I made that video just you know for myself. It was kind of like a visual diary in a way um, and so seeing then like putting it online, it was like almost torture for yeah. me. Um, <laughs> and then ha and then like finding out that all these other people were seeing it was just so amazing and so terrifying at the same time. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a simultaneous experience, like exhilarating and terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Emery and all our students remind us is that ultimately at the core, courage is vulnerability. It was scary for her to share this really vulnerable truth about her struggle, finding her people freshman year. And what she found was that when she took the risk to share, she actually opened herself up to so much more. You know, the root of the word courage is core, the Latin word for heart. In one of its earliest forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. This podcast is here to inspire you to open to your heart's greatest desire and pursue a fearless life in college and beyond. That's what this podcast is truly all about. I want to support you to create a life you absolutely love and feel passionate about and step into your life courageously. All of this takes self-awareness and a whole lot of courage. And let's not forget that ultimately, this all starts in your heart. School's all about using the mind to learn, and we must remember to stay connected, to speak one's mind by telling all what's really in our heart.
So I'd like to thank all the students and experts who've participated over the past 30 episodes. Your wisdom, vulnerability, generosity, and courage have been a valuable gift to thousands of listeners. And a giant heartfelt thank you to all of our listeners for listening in, sharing your feedback, spreading the word. Keep it coming as we continue to expand and grow and improve because and for you. Be sure and join us next week when we talk with Jasmine Kay, a passionate activist who's in her final semester of George Washington University. Jasmine is the executive director of a nonprofit focused on voting education for teens and is approaching the end of her college experience. Jasmine reflects on how she feels as she makes her next transition in life and discusses how she balances it all as a conscious leader. And before we go, we wanted to give a shout out to our active listeners, including folks who have rated and reviewed our podcast on iTunes. Oliver writes, I just started listening, but I'm definitely going to listen to the rest. The one that I listened to so far, episode 16, helped me start thinking about where I wanted my life to go and what I should do about it. Jazzcon writes, while there's a wealth of information on how to get into colleges and the like, I like the fact that Anne-Marie covers other aspects of college life. We need this podcast. Thank you for making it. And thank you all for listening. We'd love it if you rated and reviewed University on iTunes. It helps us reach new audiences. And your review may be read on an upcoming episode. And before we go, we wanted to let you know that we've just opened up a nomination for potential guests on University. We're seeking inspiring students who are passionate and committed to making an impact in the world and those who are eager to succeed authentically. If you know a student who would be a good match, please go to bit.ly slash Y-O-U nominate. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, 4 to 5 Central Time. It's a place to gather together, to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.